Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Thursday. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, great selection of new and pre-owned inventory and a great sales staff that whether you're getting a pre-owned or a brand new car, they're there for you and not just there for the sale. And a service department that is there for you with your current vehicle for the diagnostics, the inspections, the routine maintenance. All of that is part of the all-important Sunbury Motors guarantee. And with that service department comes the need for many great behind-the-scenes employees and technicians. And more technicians are being sought right now. They are looking for entry-level and experienced technicians to work in their quick lane, car light truck service, heavy truck service, body frame and alignment and towing departments whether you are an experienced technician an entry-level technician looking for your first job or someone looking for a career change they would love to hear from you stop by in person apply online at sunburymotors.com or call todd at 286-7746 and another busy show coming up today we got our high school football roundtable today week seven already in high school football we have Shikalemi hosting Mifflinburg this week on WKOK with the Chief and, of course, the suit on play-by-play. That will be on WKOK. And then on 100.9 The Valley, Lewisburg plays host to Loyal Sock this week. That's a 7.30 kick with Greg and with Justin Michaels. And then over on Eagle 107, Seals back at home this week. They'll take on Central Mountain with Seals game day at 6 and kickoff at 7 with Pat O'Brien and Steve Briggs and Zach Showers who will join us for the Seal and Scrub perspective of our high school football roundtable. Greg and Dave Tritchie coming up in studio in just a little bit. Zach will join us on the phone so look forward to that at 3.35 today. And then at 4.35 today the King is back with us for our picks for this week, doing them today instead of tomorrow. I'm taking my own bye week, so to speak, tomorrow. So we're going to do the picks today. And we'll see what else we have lined up and in store and ready to go. You're on the Steve Jones Show. So, well, this just came through. Of course, the World Cup is coming up in November. Lionel Messi just announced this will be his last. 
So that just kind of came through the last couple moments. Of course, you got Thursday night football tonight between Denver and Indy. We actually will pick that game tonight. Not a not a great game by any means, but we'll still pick the game tonight. No Jonathan Taylor for the Colts tonight. Both offenses have kind of struggled when it comes to that matchup, so we'll I expect that to probably be a low-scoring game tonight, but we'll reveal our picks a little bit. Steelers, of course, will be Sunday at 1 o'clock against the Bills in Buffalo. That'll be over on the Valley as well with pregame coverage starting at 11. And the Steelers, as we talked about with Neil yesterday and with Bob Pompiani of KDKA earlier in the week, 14-point underdogs for the Steelers this weekend, which is certainly no surprise given the ineptness of the offense, the way that's been so far. And, of course, you have to change the quarterback with Kenny Pickett, which, as I said earlier in the week, totally okay with. I thought Kenny Pickett won the job in the preseason, but, well, of course, we'll see how that uh, plays out. And, of course, the Eagles have the Cardinals on Sunday. And, of course, you uh, are always for anybody that loses their job. <laughs> It's not that I thought Mitchell Trubisky lost the job, per se. I don't think he did anything to necessarily lose it, but Kenny Pickett, I just thought, won the job. You have a more enjoyable job when other people are losing their jobs. (laughs) It's what people talk about. What can I say? Oh, I know it's what people talk about, but I don't play the silly season. I know. They, they switched them up. They switched them up. That's good. It's fine. Good for them. We'll see how it goes. It really is, um, you know, look, they are going to, this is their future. You actually have Steeler fans who think they have a shot on Sunday. <clears throat> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Now, the Steelers would have a better shot if they had the Eagles schedule. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Well, I'm not kidding. They'd have a better shot if they had the Eagles schedule. The Eagles schedule is not very tough. All right? It doesn't mean that Steelers could conquer it, because I don't think, the, you know, Steelers' defense is good, you know, but without what? You know. And their entire starting secondary has been on the uh, injury report this week, too. And that's going to happen when you're not when things aren't going well. I mean, the Eagles have got through that for goodness sakes. Where like it's not going well, and they've got guys hurt left and right. You know that. Oh yeah, definitely. Right, and um, uh, and it's there are a couple things that happen when you are not going well. One is you do get a rash of injuries. All right, that's one. Number two, on days where your offense plays really well. Okay, your defense doesn't play well, and on days your defense plays really well, your offense doesn't play well. It's like you just can't get it all together on the same day, and that's a big problem. That's a big problem. Now, you, now, now let's look at the Eagles. The Eagles 
everything is falling into place. The offense is playing well. The defense is playing well. They don't have a lot of guys hurt. Now, they're they're a really good team. And as a really good team, a lot of elements are falling into place for them. They haven't had to battle any adversity. And that that's been that's a big plus. The teams that struggle, A, are not as talented. That's one. Number two, they get banged up, so you're not as talented, now you're banged up. And then on days we're like, oh, the defense played great, and the offense doesn't do anything. The offense played great, and the defense struggles. I mean, the offense for the Steelers was good enough on Sunday. Defense didn't play well. And it's, you know, you're going to get that. Now, the Eagles have more talent. They've put together a more complete team, no question. It's really helped um, that Jalen Hurts has just gotten better and better and better. Now they've got all these draft picks, including a potential top five pick, and they don't have to draft a quarterback. That's huge. That is huge. Um, but. Their running back's healthy. Their quarterback's healthy. Their wideouts are healthy. Their offensive line is healthy. I mean, last year, look at all the issues they had on the offensive line with guys. Lane Johnson missed, missed how much time last year, for example. And the uh, and now defensively healthy. And the defense is playing well. The offense is playing well. And right now the Eagles are playing as well as anybody in the NFL without question. See, I said something nice about your team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the difference between me saying it and you saying it is I'm realistic. Oh, my almighty! I have no dog in the hunt. So you can be a little more realistic when you don't have a dog in the hunt. You? We're the greatest. We're unbelievable. Um, you lost to the Giants. This is a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was last year, but yeah. <laughs> I guess what, the, the Giants? Somebody told me that, they, that Jake Fromm possibly could start the game. Like, oh. it, yeah, it's possible because you had Daniel Brutal. Jones and I know and and Tyrod Taylor get hurt in the game last brutal. week. Yes, brutal. Yes, that is brutal. But Daniel Jones, I saw our friend Kim Jones tweet yesterday. It was at Giants practice that Daniel Jones was mobile, but I don't know what he what he's done the rest of the week. So yes, well, there tactically, is a the, tactically the suit's mobile. <laughs> I mean, that's a, hey, come on. F O U L E D. That spelled out. I mean, Somehow he gets to the car and back, so technically he's mobile. I mean, come on. And, oh, by the way, Jake Fromm gets to face the Green Bay Packers defense if he does start in London. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, Giants did sign Landon Collins, by the way. Yes. And um, Now, he will not play in the game Sunday, from what I understand. But that that is... He played well for the Giants. I always liked. I always liked how he played. Mm-hmm. 
Then he went to Washington. It's like, I don't know. All right. Take a break. Come back with more in a moment. We have a lot going on today. We've got the king today. Tony Knopf's on the show tomorrow. Looking forward to that. And uh, we have the roundtable today. It's week seven of the high school football season. And unfortunately, now the weather's going to be good tomorrow, but it's not going to be as warm as today. I got out and actually played six holes of golf today. There you go. Might as well take advantage of it. Well, I've got six holes in on Monday. But see, the problem, here's the problem I have. And you see some of this. It's a bye week. So what do people assume about my week? That you're off a lot. And I have nothing to do. So how many requests? I mean, how many requests have you fielded for me so far? It's been a good amount. Yes. And by the way, and one of them was I did write the letter to the class, and I sent it already. I did do that. Oh, good. And I, I, took, I sent a, a response back to the man whose grandson wants to do something. So I've, I've been taking care of all of them. Is, but the difference is, for example, I'm not a person that, that has anybody who works for him. So I don't have, quote, a publicist. I don't have a secretary. In other words, I don't have that person that said that could, that says no. And I looked at his schedule; he can't do it. Like everything's direct to me. It's like, and everybody assumes I've got the week off. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> man, I've done a lot of stuff this week. Plus, my students have projects due, and I've already started grading them. Like, you know, so I snuck out and got six holes of golf in Monday. I snuck out and got six holes of golf in this morning. Not nine, not 18. I got six in. Okay? And, um, yeah, I did okay. I shot 26 on Monday, and I shot 24 this morning in six holes. A couple birdies. Very nicely done. Oh, drove the ball really well on Monday. Drove the ball lousy today, and my irons were... I hit every iron on the money. Like, got me out of, got myself out of trouble left and right. Like, oh, okay, good. Now, if I could put together a complete game where I'm playing well on offense and defense, okay. <laughs> hey, we could really put together a number. But 24 through 6 isn't bad. Because I thought 26 through 6 the other night was pretty good. All right. All right. Take a break. Come back. Like the weather was so good, I had to get out. You know, there's nothing like when you hit the ball in the air in the fall. And, like, you look up, and the ball's in the air, and you see the trees all in the background turning. It's really beautiful. All right. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. 
Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. out of auto repair. Hey, Dick and Milton, how are you, my friend? Real quick, Steve, this will be a quick question. You know right now there's not enough quality Major League Baseball players to have every team competitive. Do you think it's reached that level of NFL foot, foot, football that there's really not that many quality players to, to, to stock this many teams? And a, a lot of teams are like one player away from being really good to really just being average. Like if you lose a quarterback, lose a running back, they don't have the backups. No, I, I think it, there's a lot it, of inferior it, uh, football teams in the NFL. There, there really are right now, and you hit on two of the big ones, especially the quarterbacks. Not enough quality quarterbacks in the league. I think they're, to me, there are about 22 of them to begin with that can play the game, maybe 24. But that's, that means you're still eight short on starters. I mean, that, that, and that, if you don't have that position, you don't have anything. Well, the Steelers are a prime example. I mean, they went from a major, major power in NFL football to just an average football team right now, and a, a lot of it starts right with the quarterback. I mean, look, what happens if something happens to Lamar Jackson with the Ravens? What happens? I don't even know. They're not very good. I mean, right. I mean, they've got major problems. Uh, so you kind of hang – that's why I always talk about that backup quarterback the backup quarterback, Dick, is capable, in my opinion, the NFL of maybe winning a game or two for you, but they're not the long-term solution for a reason. They're not good enough. I guess my, my main point is there's a lot of major cities out there that have that's put a lot of emphasis on their major league sporting teams and really don't have very much to look forward to each year. Yeah, and that's a, that's a crusher, especially when you've got to sell tickets to convince them. Look at Pittsburgh with the Pirates, right? What the manager? You lost a hundred games. That's just a number. No, Derek. That's not just a number. That's an indication you're bad. Address the question. And he didn't address the question. It's just a number. Really, Derek? Well, I watched you make all the moves for those one hundred. How'd it go? Well, thanks, Steve. Thanks, Dick. Appreciate you. Yeah, how about that one? It's just a number. No, Derek, it's a bad number. And in all sincerity, he's been there three years. I can't I cannot tell you in a million years whether he's a good manager or not. You want to know why? He hasn't managed a meaningful game in his career. Now they're meaningful to him because he's managing the game. But as a fan of baseball, he hasn't managed a meaningful game or had, or has been forced to make a meaningful move in three years. I have no idea if he's any good at it. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. A record this year for the most 100 loss teams in the season. It is the third is the f- four 100 loss teams this year. Shohei Otani also did something that's never happened in Major League Baseball. His stats qualified him as a hitter and also as a pitcher this year. It's never happened that one guy's done that.
Uh, and Mike Trout hit 40 home runs in 119 games. It took 119 games for Judge to finally get to 62 from 61, didn't it? No, it felt like it. No? No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! But you realize Trout hit 40 home runs in 119 games. That's unreal. Okay. There are only these are the only players to hit 40 home runs or more in fewer than 120 games. And your guy's not on it, by the way. Hank Aaron, who hit 40 and 73. <laughs> the great Hank Aaron. Ken Griffey Jr. at 40 in 1994, strike season. Matt Williams at 43 and 94, strike season. J.D. Martinez at 45 and 2017. Nelson Cruz at 41 in 2019, and Trout did it this year. And by the way, the kid for the Twins, right? Judge didn't even come close to beating him in batting average. You know that, don't you? Oh, I'm aware, yeah. I mean, he actually went out in the last game of the season. He actually played, and he got a couple more hits. He ended up at 317. So he won it by six points. Good for him. I mean, well, your guy was mentally fatigued, and you know, he had to sit down an extra day. That way he set up for a 3-for-16 playoff, an early exit. You're done. What did you think about? I know we got to get to the high school roundtable here. What did you think about Manford? A, he didn't go to the games. But did you see what he said about the record? I didn't see this, no. I'm afraid to it's ask. Up, it's up to the fans as to what they think the record is. Get the really? lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Like, come on, Rob. It just keeps falling down the stairs. That's all I have just, to say about that. Like, like, what are you doing? All right, Zach, we'll start with you, Zach Showers. We'll start with Sealands Grove. What level of football are they playing, my man? Uh, frustrating one right now, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, last week was just uh, one of those games where you felt like Seelands Grove had every opportunity and just couldn't take advantage of anything. Um, ended up losing to Mifflinburg 19 um, nothing. That's no disrespect to Mifflinburg. That's a, a tough team with a lot of good athletes, but really a lot of uh, a lot of missed opportunities. They had were able to get an interception on the first drive against Mifflinburg and took the ball the whole way down to the 29 yard line and a false start penalty and a couple negative plays and punted it and then. Um, the second drive fumbled at the seven-yard line. The first drive of the second half fumbled at the uh, inside the 20 again at the 15 and then um, gave up a pick six late. So a lot of, uh, I don't know, just a, a lot of struggles, um, some miscommunication on defense, and really the offense just uh, kind of took a step back last week, honestly. How surprised were you by all this? Uh, we were, we were very surprised. Um, it, you know, it, it felt like there was some positive momentum uh, moving forward. The the line was looking a little better, and you had some guys back. Um, but yeah, it was uh, the the game plan was there. But um, you know, maybe some of it's not quite as bad as what we think. Anytime you turn the ball over three times, and the other team gets nineteen points off of those turnovers, um, that's gonna that's gonna be the story of the game. Where you, um, 
regardless of really what else happens. So what about this week? I mean, does this week become more of a mystery because of what happened last week? Um, I I think a little bit. I I really think that the start of this game, the first half, is going to be very telling. Um, Salem's Grove has actually been a team that has really struggled in the first half. Um, It seems like they get to the locker room and they make some good adjustments, and then they come out playing much better in the second half. Unfortunately, um, you know, that's that's been a problem. Um, I was talking to Derek Hicks yesterday. He was very adamant about trying to switch things around. There's there's some new guys there. Um, Central Mountain is an 0-6 team. They're not a great yeah. team. Um, they've right. had struggles. They've given up a lot of points. Um, but you know, um, you know, similar to Penn State and Northwestern last week, where you know you give a team that's struggling opportunities, you turn over the football, you let them make some plays, and the longer that they believe, you know, the the more of a game it can become and especially on a a homecoming night when there's other stuff going on you know that's uh it's it's a bit of concern but hopefully a still game that Salem's Grove can take care of business homecoming's always bitter for the suit because he thought he'd be the homecoming king and it's just it never happened (laughs) that spells And what really hurt him, he was the only one that was in the running. All right, so, uh, Zach, thanks so much. Appreciate all the great work you do. Absolutely. Thank you, Steve. (laughs) What? What? Tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) I think Chief can tell you that. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm telling you. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! He wanted to be homecoming king, and he got no votes. And he was the only one running. S-U-I-T, that spells suit I mean, how does one spell shutout? All right, so, uh, I did watch some of the game last week. Uh, they generated some offense, but the defense really struggled. How difficult is it for Chickalimmy to put a complete game together, Dave? I think it's uh, been pretty difficult all year long. I don't think it's going to be any different. Uh, You know, we're going to go with another quarterback this week. uh, And the offense, again, showed some signs that they could put points on the board. And the defense showed that at times they could... uh, could you know uh, do a good job of holding Shemokin on the first, second, or third downs, but Shemokin always got a big play to uh, to uh, take care of that situation. Uh, it's uh, again, you know, you look at a football game and you watch the way the kids are playing, and you take away a couple of big plays, and and Shikalimi's in the ball game. Uh, but those big plays are, are, are very hurtful, especially when you've got to play catch-up football the whole night long. And see, there's a mentality to that. And, Dave, it's hard to play that way. It is hard to play uphill, and you know that. Very much so. Uh, and, 
uh, uh, the, the good news was they've got some more kids dressed, and that, uh, it's not so much about the football game as it is the practice leading up to the game, because if you don't have enough kids in practice that you can run your drills and also run your offense and defensive schemes, and it, with with a full uh, body of, of people out there, it's hard to uh, it's it, it's hard enough using a scout team trying to to uh, emulate what another team does, let alone if your scout team only has nine kids on it. So it's uh, I think in that respect it's better. And again, I give, right. I give I give all the credit in the world to those coaches because they've had to make some adjustments that pr- probably many of them never had to do before, and many of them probably didn't expect this to happen. And I'm sure there are coaches out there that have gone through this, but I don't think there's that many. I really don't. Where is the junior high program right now, well, which is eventually going to be the feeder system for this. That's good news. Um, I've been watching our 8th grade team, and there are 51 to 55 kids on that 8th grade team. So good. the trick is, next year, if they can get half of those kids to play in ninth grade, that means that's automatically going to, you know, double the number of kids we have on the varsity. I don't think anybody runs a ninth grade uh, program anymore, Steve. It seems all the ninth grader, the freshmen come up, the freshmen come up and they play with the varsity. But what would happen is that they could play junior varsity. Right now, Shikolami has no junior varsity football games. They, they don't have enough players. And uh, basically, they don't have enough backs. That's the big problem. Uh, but this team, and I, I watch these kids, and they have not, they've lost one kid in the whole season and uh, that's that's just remarkable for having you know what 13 year old kids 12 and 13 year old kids that that uh, are practicing every day and they I watch their drills and uh, the kid the, the coaches make it fun but they also uh, they also they also get to experience what football is all about so our hope is there and I'm I'm hoping that I, I know coach Kaiser probably has come down and well, I know he, he was there looked at the game and he was impressed with some of the kids so you know he gets them to to believe in themselves gets them involved in the offseason and they come back next year and that's where we're at and we and and let's go down even farther than that into the heartland uh flag football and the heartland youth league uh Shiklami has five teams in uh in the uh in the in the in the in the tackle part of it, and they're all doing well, and they all have good numbers on them. So the interest is there. We just got to keep building upon it. So how do you look at this week's matchup? Tough. I watched Mifflinburg against Seals yeah. Grove. I watched Mifflinburg. Shut them out. Uh, yeah, and uh, they have a great court. <laughs> Amazing. It's the coach's son's the quarterback. Two years ago, he was the defensive end. And he, yeah. he, he has set the record up for passing yardage. But that's not all they have. They have uh, an excellent running back. Uh, I, I watched them against Seals Grove. And, you know, Seals Grove's got a great defense. And the, this, the, uh, the line for Mifflinburg opened a little bit of a hole once in a while, and he got good yardage. Hard to bring down. Uh, they've got good receivers, but I'm I'm impressed with their defense. I'm impressed with the pursuit the kids have. Uh, they're they're a lot like Shikolami in that respect, Steve. Uh, they, they get to the ball, and you can't you're not going to run wide on them. You know you're going to have to hit them early, right yeah. up, right right head on. I will be watching tomorrow, so 
Yeah. You guys did a great job last week, by the way, both of you. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. You know, it's, it's, right. it's, uh, it's inter- I will tell you this. Kevin had us on the visitor's side in the press box, and guess where all the food was for the media on the home side. So yeah. uh, you, know, you go to Shemokin, you go to Southern, you're looking forward to the food, and uh, I, I didn't get to sample it this year. So I, I don't know why, but we didn't. No God! No God! No And they say leadership doesn't make a difference. All right, so um, let's uh, bring in uh, Greg. Greg, have you played golf this week? Let's get to the positives. Only one time. I haven't been feeling the best this week, so only got out once. I can hear it. Yeah. I actually got out, played six holes twice. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Get out Monday, shot 26 for six, shot 24 this morning. Oh, I can't beat that. That's good. I mean, did okay. Had a couple birdies, felt good. Now let's get to football. We'll depress the passengers. Uh, I mean, Greg. Yeah. How concerned are you about the competitiveness? I don't mean the, the, the personal competitiveness, the game competitiveness. Uh, you know, that's funny you mentioned that, Steve. I thought, and I talked to the coach, talking to the coach yesterday, this is the most competitive they they felt they played all year against Davon. The score doesn't indicate that. But, you know, with one minute to go in the game, it was 21 nothing. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry, one minute to go in the first half, it was only 21 nothing. Danville had the ball on their own 10-yard line, and dang if they didn't go down the field and score a touchdown with uh, four seconds to go in the first half. So and And they scored in the first play of the game. So really for essentially two periods it was 14 nothing you know uh, so they, they played well they they were with their second team quarterback who had never started a varsity game in fact he had never played quarterback until this year and uh, he did an adequate job he completed uh, 50% of his passes uh, they changed their offense a little they went to an I formation instead of the RPO offense they went to an I formation Ran the ball better than they've run it all year. And uh, I I thought, and again, the coach thought this too, is they competed against a very, very good Danville team. It's... Are, is there a concern about confidence? Uh, always. You know, that that's always the case. You know, this week it's no better. They're playing Loyal Sock, who lost to Danville by a score of 17-14. to 14. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's part of the issue too because you could see in the second half it was twenty eight to nothing. Um, Lewisburg had the ball to start the second half. They fumbled. Danville uh, gets it into the end zone for a safety. We kick off the first play. They go like f- 55 yards for a touchdown on a run. All of a sudden, it's a 37 nothing game. They're in the mercy roll. And you could just see the air kind of went out of them then. But, uh, yes, confidence is, is always an issue when your team's 0-6 and, and about to play one of the top 10-ranked t- uh, teams in the state in Class 3A. And that's 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 the issue because it, what's interesting about it, and I think the same thing. I'm watching the Shikolimi game the other night, so I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. 
no, I mean, it, the game is not going well at all, but there's no quit in those kids. Right. And I sense with, with, with Lewisburg, it's the same thing. There's no quit in those no, kids. No, there's not. They they try hard. And, you know, uh, when the mercy rule is in effect, the Danville coach put in his uh, second team unit. Guess what? The Lewisburg kids came in there with a second team, and they competed against those Dan- the Danville kids. I think the Danville kids scored a, a touchdown. We, we fumbled the ball and gave them a short field. And Lewisburg kids competed against them, but they moved the ball well against them. Uh, so I, I think there's a lot of positives to build on. But again, you know, you're in a season like this, a little like Dave talked, injuries start to mount. And when you're 0-6, you can't afford injuries. You know, the, the quarterback's out. They lost their starting left tackle. They lost their starting running back. Um, so all those things build up during the course of a season. And, you know, some starting linemen have missed games because of some minor injuries. Some of those kids are coming back, but also we're playing – uh, two sophomores and a freshman on the offensive line right now. So those are some positives that are coming out of this. You got to get better, man. I'm going to try. Hey, it's supposed hey. to be nice tomorrow. Maybe I, my wife will kick me out and I can go golfing tomorrow. She's ready to kick you out now. Oh, I know she is. <laughs> you don't have to tell me that. <laughs> I mean, I know that feeling. Yeah. You're leaving, right? That's right. I, I, like, I always get, when's the next road trip? No. That's right. <laughs> no, I don't get that one. <laughs> uh, when's the next road trip? No. Just just kidding. I don't. Actually, I get the opposite. You're going on the road again? Again, that's right. Uh, yes, I know. All right, my man. Okay. Have a take, good one, take, Steve. Take care of yourself. Thank you. I will. All right. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. If you really work it on ball security now and you haven't been, I mean, we work it every single day. You know, obviously, um, there were some things that, that, that we got to continue to correct and emphasize that showed up in the game. Um, part of it was young backs first first game in, in a wet a wet game like that. Um, but you know, we just we work ball security every single day. So um, after something like that happens, obviously you, you coach it a little bit harder and you hope the players um, do a better job with it. But but we didn't really change our structure a whole lot. And that is literal. They do work on ball security every day. No, I don't mean like this just started. No, no. From day one since he's been here, they have worked on it's always in the first few periods of the practice. They work on ball security over and over. And everybody does. Defensive backs work on ball security. Linebackers work on ball security. They all do. Quarterbacks, wideouts, everybody works on ball security. Um, and that's why you haven't been seeing this happen. And then when it does happen in game, you're like, oh, for goodness sakes, really? That was that was the this. And again, I'm you know I. Yeah, it's their first bad weather game. I got it. But you know what? You know, I think you've noticed neither Jack nor I talked about the weather and ball security. And on the show, have I talked about weather and ball security? That would be a no. I have not talked about it once because I'm like, you know what? Again, Penn State practices in the rain. So let's go back even to Tuesday this week. Tuesday this week. It's a bye week. 
Guess what they did on Tuesday? They went back out and practiced in the rain. Because he practices in the rain for that reason. Doesn't mean, you know, all every period's in the rain. They'll go out two periods here, two periods there, and they'll do it. Because football is played in, in elements. Right, the king in the final half hour, and the king has every right to gloat. He picked Georgia Tech, and we made fun of him. That's right. We did. I mean, we did, and he won. <laughs> 